Did you know Jesus is Jewish? How could you possibly not love and bless the Jewish people and the nation of Israel? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. You are listening to In Grace, and I am Jim Scudder. Today, we're going to continue to talk about Israel, one of my most favorite places in the world to visit, place to study, to talk about, and and just to look at the modern nation of Israel. Yeah, it's a place that has all the biblical sites and really exciting, but it's also a place where there's there's life. The Jewish people, they're there, they're thriving as God predicted that they would for a certain time. And so today we're going to talk about why should we bless Israel? And I'm going to give you 10 reasons, 10 biblical reasons why we should bless Israel. And tomorrow I'm going to give you some ways of how we can bless Israel. So these are important topics and I hope that you will uh, pay special attention today. Also, don't forget that we have Israel trips here at InGrace and we have uh, two that are pretty much sold out, uh, one next year in February, one next year in June. You can go on their waiting list if you'd like to. InGraceRadio.com is the website. Click on travel or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. But we have a trip with spots available. We take about 120 at a time uh, in February of 2025. So you have a year, a year and a half to plan uh, to save and to be ready for that. But the these trips do sell out quick, so you might want to get on that. Also, we're going to be bringing in grace to you. Uh, I love meeting our listeners and uh, those that hear our podcast and our radio show. My wife and I and some of our in grace team, we're going to be visiting two places coming up. In October, we're going to be in South Dakota. So we have a lot of you that listen in the Dakotas. You know where Mitchell, South Dakota is, and you certainly know where the Corn Palace is. Uh, We're going to be there holding a rally at the Corn Palace. We call it Gather in Grace, and we have a free ticket reserved for you. So those of you listening in the Dakotas, please consider coming to uh, meet us at uh, the Corn Palace in October. And then those of you in Phoenix, Arizona, we're trying to get out of Chicago in February. <laughs> of course, we want to go to Phoenix, and so we'll be there in February. So if you'd like to meet us and uh, hear our ministry and our music, uh, we would love to have you come and get your free ticket for the Gather in Grace event in Phoenix, Arizona in February or in October in Mitchell, South Dakota. And uh, you can go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com for more information. The question remains, okay, Israel's special. But why should we bless Israel? Okay, and, and that's where we go to Scripture. Number one, and I'm going to give you 10 reasons why we should bless Israel. Number one, Israel's important to God. He says to tell Pharaoh that Israel is my son. Now, I think you, as parents, are going to be defensive and protective of your children. You're going to stand up for them and and love them because they're your children. And this is the the way that God looks upon the Jewish people. Another scripture says that that, uh, they are the apple of his eye. You want to make me mad? Poke me in the eye. You want to make God mad? Poke the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, okay? It's important to God. Israel's important to God. He chose them. Why? 
We don't know. That was his sovereign choice. By the way, he didn't choose them for salvation. I don't think God pre-selects certain people to be saved. He knows who will be saved, and he's elected to save all those that believe in Jesus as their Savior. But the, the election of Israel was for service. The election of the disciples, uh, he chose them for service. So God chooses us for service. He chose Israel to, to do certain things for us. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But Israel has truly blessed us. The Jewish people have truly blessed us as Christians. How can we possibly not bless Israel? They're important to God. Number two, Israel is going to be around forever. I don't see America having a promise of existing forever. <laughs> I don't think we have a whole lot of time left, friends. You say, oh, that we, we would never fall as a nation. How did Rome fall? A corruption, right? In, they, they, they weren't ever conquered. They, they fell from within for, for immorality and, and we're, we're changing everything that God says. Well, Israel's going to be around forever and there's lots of verses. Let me just give you Isaiah 66, 22. As for the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. This is a promise from Almighty God. First of all, that Israel's special to him. And number two, that he has promised that they're going to be around forever. So I'm going to be on the side of a nation that God has promised to be around forever. Amen. Number three, God's glory was on display in Israel. If you wanted to see God's glory, you'd go to Jerusalem and you'd see the glory of God. First, it was in the tabernacle. Uh, first, it was leading uh, Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea, and then in the tabernacle, and then in the temple, God's glory was manifest. The priest in 2 Chronicles 5.14 could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. The glory of God was on display in Israel, and that's another reason that we should bless Israel, they're a special nation. Number four, God made unconditional covenants with Israel. Let me give you a couple. This first one is the Abrahamic covenant, and we see that several times in Scripture, but let me show you Genesis 15, 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. The stars were innumerable, and and. Abraham couldn't even comprehend how many stars there were. Now with our advanced space telescopes, Hubble and Webb, it has blown the minds of everybody. I mean, there is a God, my friends, okay? This universe is so vast and so put together and created and, and functional. But look at the stars, Abraham. The, this is your promise that, that I'm going to bless you. Your, for your descendants will be as the stars of the sky, the sands of the sea. And Abraham believed in the Lord. How was Abraham saved? Same way we're saved. He looked forward to the, to the Messiah. We look back to the Messiah. We, we know more. We know that he came. We know his name is Jesus. He's the son of God. Abraham and others. Abraham wasn't saved when he was willing to offer Isaac. He was saved earlier, wasn't he? He believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. This was a covenant. This was a promise from God that through him and his natural son, Isaac, and his son, Jacob, that the whole world would be blessed. It's an unconditional promise. He also gave one to 
David, there were other covenants, but this is the Davidic covenant in Jeremiah 33, 17. For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want, that's an old English word for fail to have, a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. We know that Jesus is the son of David and will reign from Jerusalem on the throne of David. And that's a promise that is, again, unconditional and eternal. So these covenants that God made also makes them special, and we should bless them because God had a unique relationship and covenant with Israel. Number five, God gave Israel custodianship of the scriptures. Let me ask you this. When you take your Bible, how many of these books were written by Jewish penmen? Okay, so how could we possibly not love the people that gave us this book? I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's crazy. Let's say you just take one of any of these 10 things. I mean, this should be reason enough to just love them and support them. You say, well, I, I love the Jews, but I, uh, I don't support Zionism or Zionists. My friends, Zionism is basically a homeland for the Jewish people, and it's their homeland that they had. They, God brought them into that land and gave it to them, and that land is theirs, as we'll see in a second. But they, they were given the custodianship of the scriptures. They, uh, they authored, they, they were moved along by God, but they were the penmen of the scriptures, and then also protected the scriptures. They made sure that they were transmitted accurately. And uh, we, we get the, the Masoretic text from the Hebrew scriptures, and it's, it's perfect, it, it's accurate, and, and we have an accurate scripture. God has preserved his word. And so we need to thank and love and bless Israel and the Jewish people for this. Number six, God gave Israel custodianship of the sanctuary. Now, we already mentioned the glory of God was in Israel, but to have the tabernacle and to have the, the temple was a very special thing. And then we read in Ezekiel about a, another temple that will be here during the millennium uh, as part of something that we'll experience. You know, we're, we're just uh, working on a series on rebuilding the third temple on In Grace, and we were able to film rabbis, and you know, we, we told a story about the, the red heifers that people are bringing over there, and we're, we're looking at all of that. Uh, and there's a, there's a desire, a yearning, not only to return to Israel, but also to rebuild the, the temple. And that's all coming to play within the conflict of the Israelis and Palestinians. So the fact that God gave Israel these things and the importance of these, because they all are a pictures of something that is in heaven, the, the ark the altar of incense, all of these things we read about in Scripture, especially in Revelation, as the real items are in heaven. And so what we have here are models of something that is in heaven, and they all point to Jesus. We have a new series called uh, Discover Hidden Israel 3, and we filmed the four seas of Israel. When I filmed in the Red Sea, we went to Timnah, which was uh, copper mines that were used by Solomon and others. But Timnah also has a replica of the tabernacle. And I go through that, and I show viewers that all of these things relate to Jesus and his I am statements. The seven I am statements of Jesus all pertain to the items within the tabernacle and the order that they were told in Numbers to set these up. It follows the exact order of the I am statements. 
So you, you need to watch that. But they were given the custodianship of the sanctuary. Number seven, God gave Israel kingdom promises. One was that this land would be theirs. They would forever inhabit that land. That land is special to God. Why? I don't know. Some have theorized that maybe the Garden of Eden was there. There's something very special about that land and that mountain, Mount Moriah, where Abraham was willing to offer Isaac and where the temple stood. There's something very special about that piece of land. And uh, Jews have a, a tradition that that is the, uh, the first rock of creation. I don't know all of that, but there's something very special about that land to God, that point of geography on this planet. Of course, the flood would have changed uh, geology, but either way, it's a very special place to God. And then uh, also, in the future, the Bible says the gates of the New Jerusalem are going to have the names of the 12 tribes. So we have this kingdom promise, and, and that they will be a unique people as they are saved in the, in the future nationally, uh, they will have a unique part to play in the kingdom of God. Okay? So we are not Israel. We have not replaced Israel. We are the church. We're not Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female. We're one in Christ. So God has taken Israel. You say, well, then, then what's their role today? Well, he's, he's kind of like taking them and put them on the back burner of the stove, but he's going to be working with them again once he takes us out is how I feel this is all going to happen. If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. The Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com. Or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Number eight, this is a big one. This is the big one. God gave his son Jesus to be born of the Jews. I mean, listen, if, if this is not enough to say we love them because they gave us this, why don't we love them because they gave us Jesus? Did you know Jesus is Jewish? How could you possibly not love and bless the Jewish people and the nation of Israel? Romans 1, 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. It was predicted that he would come of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and Judah. And so Jesus is Jewish. Number nine, there's a future for Israel God is not done with Israel. Romans 9 through 11, read that. Replacement theologians, read that. Churches that waffle on all of this, read that. Verse 1 of Romans 11 says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? Paul's writing. God forbid. No. No, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. And again, a full study of that would be a good idea. So God is not done with Israel. The Jew will never be annihilated. 
We should do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen, but it will not happen. You look at all of the, the groups and, and, and nations that have tried and, and hate uh, Israel, from Al-Qaeda to ISIS to PL, the PLO, the Hamas, Fatah, the Syrians, the Iranians, the Muslim Brotherhood, the skinheads, the neo-Nazis, the dictators of the Middle East, the Russians. No one will ever get rid of the Jews. There's plenty of other people groups that are extinct. One is the Philistines. They're extinct. They're gone. But there is Israel alive and well, prospering, flourishing. It is a miracle. It is a miracle. It is of God. Why will the Jews never be annihilated? Because God said so. And that's good enough for me. Psalm 94, 14, the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. And I love this one, and this is a big one. This is an important one. God promises to bless those who Bless Israel, Genesis 12, 3. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Bless Israel, love Israel, support Israel. Now, then, this is the big question. Once we understand what God says, once we understand the, the miracle of this nation, even from a secular perspective that Israel is special and that God wants us to bless and love and support Israel, then there's this tension then, as you, especially as you go to Israel and you start meeting Palestinians, people that are, are Arabs that live in that same land. How should we feel about them? What should we do about that? Because it almost feels like if we're to bless Israel, then we should love them, and, and we should also hate those that hate them, right? How can we do both? How can we love the Palestinians? How can we love the Arabs? How can we love our neighbors, you know, the neighbor you don't like? How, how do we love these people and still bless Israel? Let me end with a story. There was once a wealthy businessman who had a large company of employees. This, I'm told, was a true story. Many of his employees owed him money, so he was trying to show Christ to his employees. So he said this. He said, he put up a notice and the notice said, to every employee who comes to my office on Thursday between 11 and 12 and you bring me a paper that contains all the money you owe me, I will, when you come during that time, I will cancel your debt and forgive your debt. And all the people in that company couldn't believe what he had said, what he had written. And the day arrived, and instead of coming into his office, they all stood outside on the street and were gossiping about him and complaining about him and saying that they don't trust his, his promise. What is he trying to do? There's no way he would really forgive their debts. And then, five minutes before the deadline, one of those people standing outside decides to go in. So he runs inside, goes into the man's office, and the man says, why are you here? He said, because you have put out a notice and you have promised to forgive the debt of those that come in during this time. He said, do you believe what I said? He said, well, obviously I do because I'm here. So he said, okay, hand me that piece of paper. He marked on there, paid in full. And the man grabs it. And he's about to run back out to show everyone else. And he says, hold on a second. I want you to stay here another five minutes. And then at the stroke of 12, he said, okay, now you can go. And he ran out. And he showed all of the other employees that this really had happened. And now he had been forgiven a debt by this generous and honest man. And all the others decided to run inside. But they found the door was locked. 
every person today has an opportunity to be saved from our sins, to be saved from the penalty of hell. But there is a window. There's a door of opportunity, and it's open today. There was a door on the Ark of Noah, and it was open for anyone to come on and be saved. But that door was closed, and the flood ensued. And so is there a day of judgment coming upon each individual. It's called an eternal lake of fire. And there's also a judgment coming upon this planet, another fire, a remaking of the earth by fire. So judgment is coming. We are sinners. We can't save ourselves. What are we going to do? Well, the door's open. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that's hell, but have everlasting life. So God is, is putting a notice up on the wall for all of us to see, and he's saying, I promise forgiveness. I've already paid your debt, but I'll mark it paid in full if you will believe me, if you will trust me. Abraham believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. How can I be saved? The same way. I believe God. I believe that Jesus is God, and he came, and he died for my sins, and he shed his blood, and he rose again, and I'll put my trust in him. The best I know how. I don't know everything. I don't know this whole Bible. I don't know half the stuff that, that Jim Scudder said today, but I'm, I know one thing. God has offered me eternal life. I'm no fool. I'm going to accept that. You can do that today and be saved. Then you can learn more about what God has said and study your Bible and grow with the Spirit of God that indwells you. Another passage in the Scriptures tells us in Ephesians 2, it says, by grace are you saved through faith. This word faith is the same Greek word as believe. One's a verb, one's a noun. And not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So many people think that they have to do their part or they have to earn their way to heaven. We can't. We have nothing to offer God. We're sinners. So he did everything for us. It is a gift of God. So how do you get a gift? You receive it. You take it. If you receive the gift of God, which is eternal life, just put your trust in Jesus. Uh, it says, uh, not of works. It's nothing we can do, lest any man should boast. No one's going to stand in heaven and say, I deserve to be here. It's by the grace of God that I stand here as someone that is saved, someone that is born again, someone that has entered the, the door. Jesus is the door, entered the door of salvation. Jesus had no sin. He became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Have you? Put your trust in Jesus. He died for you. He loves you so much. He came and died. He paid for your sins by shedding his blood. He rose again. The sacrifice is accepted. And if you will believe right now that Jesus died for you and rose again, the Bible promises you right now everlasting life paid in full. Oh, God is good. And the one that brought us Jesus, uh, the one that brought us eternal life, the one that uh, set apart a, a people, uh, earthly people, the Jewish people, not to say that Jewish people are saved just because they're Jewish. It'd be like me saying, I'm saved because I'm an American. No, salvation is an individual's decision to put their trust in Jesus. And that's important. And we have to know that. But we also have to look at what God is doing today. And we know that human history ends with God working once again with the Jewish nation. And that's why they're back in the land and that's why we should bless them. But do you know Jesus as your savior? Have you realized as a sinner, you need a savior and he is the savior. He's God in the flesh. He died for your sins and he rose again. And if you'll simply trust in him alone, 
you will have eternal life. Let us know if you have questions about that. Contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Many of you have been saying, hey, I'd like to get the Discover Hidden Jordan, the brand new video series that you guys just put out where we went all over the beautiful land of Jordan and we went to some biblical sites. I'd love to give that digital copy to you. For a gift of $35 or more, we'll send you the video as well as a prophecy chart called Armageddon's Dawn and a book about the Antichrist, the coming world leader. For those of you that can give more for a gift of $100 or more, we're also going to add the full-length eight-part Armageddon's Dawn prophecy series video as well as the popular three-part quest to rebuild the Jewish temple series video. And so we'd love to hear from you today. Don't forget your free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. And for gifts of $35 or more, get the DVD, the Prophecy Chart, and the Coming World Leader book. For gifts of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two video series, Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047 Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.